the SEN app. Thanks for your time this morning and I'm looking forward to our discussions this morning around a whole range of sporting issues. I'll start with the Sydney weather because weather's going to be a topic again today. So for Sydney, tops of between 25 in the city and 30 out west, but clouds around and 20% chance of rain. So slight chance of a shower. The showers will increase tomorrow and a couple of showers at the back end of the week. But the weekend at the moment is looking okay. If you're thinking about weekend sport, just partly cloudy and tops in the mid-20s there. In terms of the weather for India and Australia's semi-final against South Africa, not looking so good. Not looking good at all, in fact. So it leads us to the question of what happens if Australia's semi-final versus South Africa is a washout. So here's the weather forecast over there. Let's hook straight into this. Eden Gardens in Kolkata. So the match will start at 7.30pm Thursday our time, so tomorrow night our time, which is 2 o'clock in the afternoon local Indian time. The forecast for Kolkata on Thursday throughout the day is a 60% chance of showers and then an 80% chance of rain into the night. So a 2 o'clock start, they're thinking showers in the afternoon, rain in the evening. Um, For those who like to dig into the Bureau of Meteorology forecasts, there's a difference between showers and rain. And the difference is showers sort of come and go, rain is rain. So whenever you see the word rain on a forecast, that's when you know it's more than likely going to be wet. Whenever you see showers, yeah, maybe. 12 millimetres is the expected forecast for rain over there on Thursday night. So what happens then? Well, if they can get enough play in in the afternoon over there with a two o'clock start maybe they'll get a result because it looks as though the night time is going to be really risky otherwise they've got to go into a reserve day which would be friday and it's even worse on friday rain around during the day and rain at night and 12 millimeters again so the difference there showers in the afternoon tomorrow into rain friday rain rain So how does it work with reserve days? Well, the umpires try to make every effort to complete the match and they can reduce it to a minimum of 20 overs per side. Hello, Marcus Stoinis. That may answer the question of Marcus V. Marnus. But if they can't get 20 overs done, then a reserve day comes in. Last uh, time it was needed was in 2019, the semi-final between India and New Zealand at Old Trafford. If they can't get 20 overs per side across the two days and the matches and no result, the team that finished higher in the group stage will go through to the final. That means South Africa would go through to the final ahead of Australia. And when you think about Australia's start in particular throughout this World Cup, that's where the sluggish start and some early losses will harm us at the back end. So how did they finish? Well, South Africa finished ahead of us on net run rate. We both won seven matches and lost two for 14 points. So we finished second and third, South Africa second, us third. The net run rate, 1.261 for the South Africans, 0.841 for Australia. So it's interesting how we've been focusing on the fact that after a sluggish start, the Aussies really picked up the momentum and got those wins, and that's got them to the position where you think, They could keep on going with it. However, if the weather plays its hand, that sluggish start is going to hurt us and it could see us dip out. So let's hope, by the way, tonight for India, New Zealand, no sign of rain whatsoever. 
Let's hope that in Eden Gardens tomorrow, if there is showers into rain around, then let's hope that they can at least get 20 overs in. And like I say, if that is the case, then possibly Australia would be looking for the strength, the muscle, the blast factor of Marcus Stoinis. SENZ Mornings host Daniel McCarty will join us this morning. We'll cross into the Kiwis. They'll be calling that match tonight. So both semifinals and the final you'll hear right here on SEN from 7 o'clock this evening, 7 again tomorrow night. Socky Boy will join me too. Stephen O'Keefe will join me. I'll get his thoughts on where they're at and how you go about trying to contemplate um, planning for a match that's going to be interrupted by rain. You know, it, it looks as though either way there's going to be interruptions in that. So Sock will give us some insights into that. Tilly Carmichael was just on song the other night for the Sydney Sixers, and she's a great story. And because of her efforts the other night, the Sixers just got home. Kate Peterson hit the winning run off the last ball against the Hobart Hurricanes, and Matilda hit 32 not out, I think, of 21 deliveries. She's a former hockey roo, so we'll have a chat with her this morning. And also I'll catch up with my old mate Jay Lenton from Manly Cricket Club. Now, regular listeners of this program will know that I'm involved in Manly Cricket. I'm part of the coaching staff for the women's and I help out with the men's as well. They're a great bunch of guys and Jay is one heck of a leader. Tonight out of Pratton Park at Ashfield at 5.30 this afternoon, they, the Manly Cricket Club and Western Suburbs Cricket Club are getting together for a very special match. It'll be a celebrity cricket match and it'll be raising funds for the Mark Hughes Foundation and Brain Cancer Research in honour of a young bloke called Archie Gray who played for Western Suburbs, passed away this time last year, in fact, at the age of 17, succumbing to brain cancer. He played his last match of cricket, which he loved and was a gun at, between, it was between Western Suburbs and Manly, and there's been a connection there ever since. So this evening, there's going to be a very special match out there at Pratton Park. If you can get along and you're in the area, please do so. Brett Lee's going to turn out as part of the celebrities. Um, Michael Hooper's going to be there. Dan Christian will be playing as well. Steve Menzies is going to go out and roll the arm over, I think. So we'll have a chat with Jay and see what that's uh, looking like later on this afternoon. And from New South Wales Pride, Ash Thomas will be joining us this morning. I've got a $100 voucher to Archie's footwear to give away. Um, 100 bucks worth of Archie's thongs that you can pick up. They're so comfy you'll never take them off. And we're going to have a bit of fun this morning off the back of James Maloney signing on with the North Queensland Cowboys. So two-time premiership winner just popped up out of the blue with a two-year contract to join the North Queensland Cowboys as an assistant coach. He'll specialise in attack. He'll work under head coach Todd Payton, of course, um, and along with the other assistants. So well done to Jimmy Maloney and well done to the North Queensland Cowboys as well. This is where you come in because we were thinking this morning when Tommy and I were having a chat about this, you know, what else do you bring if you're someone like James Maloney? You just bring inspiration. So why don't we create a role today? Or you can create some more roles if you want. We've got CEOs, COOs, CFOs. We've got head coaches, assistant coaches, mindset specialists, physiotherapists, um, head conditioners. We've got the lot. And that's just not even scratching the surface. So why don't we create some roles? I want to know the chief inspiration officer at your club, the CIO. Who would you call on to be the CIO at the club? Come on in. You don't have to worry about spreadsheets and loads and all that kind of stuff. You just come on in 
and inspire the you-know-what out of them. Your, your business card has C-I-O. So why don't we do that this morning, 0457 736 736. If you want to create another role at your club and fill it with a former player or somebody who can come on in, then do so. And the best out of those will win that $100 voucher thanks to Archie's footwear. 0457 736 736 is the text line, 1300 1170 is the open line. Now, this one didn't take long. The salary cap exemption story that bubbled up over the last couple of days for CrossCode stars, and we've discussed this at length, and I was just waiting to see how long it would take before some clubs said, good idea, other clubs said, don't know about that. Not so much bickering yet, but rugby league's rugby league, and you knew as soon as this came out that there would be opposing views from inside different clubs. And that certainly happened. So we know the deal. The ARL Commission's thinking, well, let's have a look at salary cap exemptions and let's, in particular, if we've got rugby, uh, rugby union stars coming over, why not? My thoughts are, makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't you be thinking about this if you're the ARL Commission? In fact, if it's not on the list when you're sitting down and meeting, you're probably a little bit derelict in your duties. So they're on top of it. And then we get the flow-on effect of thought process from different clubs. Parramatta, well, the GM of football out there, Mark O'Neill, says, we've got an attractive game. It's worth exploring. I think it's definitely a threat. We need to consider that accordingly, as in, say, rugby union. I do support any innovative way and ideas that improve this scenario for NRL clubs. So Mark O'Neill at the Eels goes, yep, I'm, but we think it's good. Raiders CEO Don Ferner goes, hmm, well, maybe we should look at rewarding development clubs. He said, personally telling the Herald, I believe the emphasis needs to be salary cap relief for developing and keeping your own juniors, the kids that play rugby league. Keep the focus and resources going into league. And he said, for example, I imagine a team like Penrith would much prefer being able to hang on to their juniors rather than going out and trying to buy a Max Jorgensen or another rugby kid. Out at the Panthers, their football CEO Matt Cameron said, whilst it's an interesting idea, this one, to be targeting players from other sports for a top 30 spot, I think we've got more than enough talent in our own backyard. So, again, no bickering there, just opposing views or different views around this. And it does bring in the view of where do you want the money to go if there is salary cap relief for exemptions? Would you rather it go to snapping up a player from a rival code or would you rather it go to keeping your own juniors? The grassroots, grassroots, grassroots. Let us know your thoughts on that one. 0457 736 736. I don't know if you've seen Crash Craddock's article this morning in the News Corp papers about Joseph Suwale'i's move to Rugby Australia. He says it could be worse, as in a worse signing, than Eddie Jones. And you've got to read it to understand it. He said it's the damage his $5.3 million bolt from the Blues signing could do that's the worry for crisis-stricken rugby union officials who started a contract war with a brazen single shot across rugby league's bow but may soon find themselves dodging tank fire whistling back in their direction. <laughs> he's put it very well. So he's not having a crack at Joseph Suali'i here. He said rugby league's gearing up for a revenge raid on rugby. The size of... Suali's deal has thrown the entire contract system out of whack and will surely prove the adage that jealousy 
is a curse. So basically what Crash is saying is rugby's raid on rugby league via Joseph Suali'i and that big, big payday that they put out there might come back to bite them. And it might come back to bite them on a number of fronts. One, in the state they're in, and two, in the fact that Rugby League is now thinking, well, let's have some salary cap relief. Can you imagine the irony in all of that one? Let me know your thoughts. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The Roosters have uh, got a little bit prickly about the Dragons and some of their antics. So Nick Politis, CEO Joe Kelly, have uh, had a bit of a crack at the Dragons players taking a cheeky dig at the Roosters in a video that announced the team's draw for the season. So in the video, they act out charades to guess their opponents for each round. Um, Dragon star Jack Bird mimed out a brown paper bag and teammate Kyle Flanagan goes, Roosters, right? So it's all, it's all you know what it is. It's a, it's a P155 take. Um, and the social media part of the draw has probably been the most exciting part of the draw, but the, the Roosters didn't like it. Let's have a listen to their response. Everyone jokes about salary caps and Brero. Does that annoy you? Yeah, very much so, yeah. You know, I think the Dragons players? It's just jealousy. It's stupid, you know. What did you think of the Dragons players last night? Well, I think it's... Uh, what do you say about them? You know, they don't know what they're saying anyway. I'm happy for other teams to be looking at us and we just focus on ourselves. Um, that, at the end of the day, that's all we can control is, is focusing on ourselves. And if others are looking across the fence, they're probably a little bit distracted. <laughs> Nick Politis and Joe Kelly there on that reaction. And that's the reaction you expect. It's like, righto, you've had your say, you've had enough, move on. But that's kind of the reaction that you'd expect too in a social media um, bit of a laugh isn't it? And, and it? and it is a bit of a laugh. I mean, are you worried about it? I don't know. I'm not a Roosters fan, so it doesn't bother me either way. But if you are, let me know. Give me your thoughts on that one. Benny Elias uh, is not too happy about the Balmain Tigers, the West Tigers draw for the 2024 season. For the first time since 2013, just the second time in the West Tigers history, there'll be no Sunday Arvo game at Leichhardt. So no Sunday afternoon game next year at Leichhardt Oval, and Benny's spot on. He says, it's a shame, it's disappointing. Tradition built this great game, and nothing typifies that more than Sunday afternoon footy at Leichhardt Oval. Even if you're not a Tigers supporter, it's one of the great afternoons. You can take someone from out of town to their first footy game on a Sunday at Leichhardt, and they fall in love with the place and the game. So Benny's bang on. So the five games that have been scheduled for Leichhardt Oval for the West Tigers. They will play. There are two Thursday night matches against Cowboys and Seagulls, two Saturday afternoon matches. So they do get an afternoon, but a Saturday, Titans and Storm, and against the Sharks on a Saturday night. Justin Pascoe said, we don't control who we're playing. We put in requests, and they're listened to and tried best to facilitate. I'd assume, he said, because there's 16 other clubs putting in similar requests. From a member's perspective, it would be nice to have some balance. So he's played a, a diplomatic game there and probably rightfully so as the CEO. But I think Benny Elias has got it bang on. If you can somehow find a way to get a Sunday Arvo footy game at Leichhardt Oval, then you should. Do not forget the tradition, the rivalry, the emotion, the romance, everything that goes with it. Um, it's not the funkiest place to go and watch sport. It's not the shiny new toy. 
but geez, it's good and it's a great afternoon. 0457 736 736 is our text line. So all of that is in front of us. Also, I'll bring you up to speed on what's happening in Rugby Union because Rugby Australia have signed a centralisation deal and New South Wales Waratahs are first to join up. What does all that mean? Well, we'll take a good look at that. Some news around golf too that's just coming through uh, over the last few hours and it's got to do with the PGA Tour and Phil Mickelson has had his say on some of the latest developments. We will do all of that. I want to know your chief inspiration officer, a hundred bucks worth of Archie's footwear to the best shout this morning on 0457 736 736 or just a brand new club role. But it's got to come with a title and it's got to come with a name. Come back and join us after this.